Except the Lord keep the city, they waketh in vain, they that watch over it. I want to always remember that no matter how incredible the ministry, or the mission, or the business being interviewed, it's all in vain if not for Him. Thanks for joining us for another Faith Horizons podcast. The purpose of a Faith Horizons podcast is to discover the kingdom of God in Kansas City, one conversation at a time. In this episode, Scott addressed the convergence of kingdom activity across our country. We spoke about Scott's visit to the Asbury Revival, about dry bones rising, and the Jesus Revolution, and addressed the value of a church's carpet in comparison to a new believer in Christ. Here's my conversation with Scott Stanger. Well, welcome back. We got um, we were uh, we were together again on March 11th, and and one of the things that really stood out to me, we had always had this like dry bones song we like playing. You know, the dry bones, the dry bones, let dry bones arise. It's from Ezekiel 37. Let the let the dry bones arise. And he said to prophesy about these to to these dry bones and say to them, live. And then he said to prophesy to them and say, breathe life into them that they would have breath. And so that. That was kind of the the opening the opening song. There was a prayers that came out of that. There were just that God would resurrect the visions and the dreams of the people who who you know that have maybe died in the in the past. Like their visions have died, you know, like they're, they're they put them in the grave. But but they <laughs> right. God would resurrect these visions. Sure, yeah. So that's uh, a famous passage there in Ezekiel thirty seven, where God is commanding Ezekiel to prophesy over these bones uh, that they would not only, uh, there would be flesh put on these bones, and they would then connect together into a a great and mighty army of the Lord. And so that was a a symbolic um, scripture for us as we were praying there at God's Relay Race of of prophesying, in other words, just declaring, speaking out God's word to revive uh, the dreams and the aspirations that God has put in the hearts of business people across the marketplace of Kansas City. Uh, you know, when we talk about that, we're not just talking about you know dreams of success and uh, big land developments and big companies and so on, but but it's the callings and the purposes that God has put in our hearts. That I, hey, I want to have a company that is ministering to uh, the hearts of my employees and, and helping to meet the needs of those families and and helping to bless the customers that we serve, as well as partner with the vendors and the suppliers who help us flourish in our business. So sometimes, you know, we get out there and we just, it's the, uh, the, the uh, constant struggles that we might experience in the marketplace and the, the self-doubting, the second-guessing that we have in our decision-making of, oh, am I doing the right thing? Should I open up a, a second location? Should should I hire this person? Should I commit to leasing this new fleet of vehicles or computers or whatever? And those decisions can be really challenging for us. And so Saturday was, was just praying specifically for a a rejuvenating or reviving of the dead bones. I mean, it really, it, it was sort of uh, inspired by this national revival that seems to be sweeping across yes, yes. our country right now. Uh, back, you know, last month was February, uh, and that's my 
birthday month. So February <laughs> February eighth yeah. uh, is my birthday. It was a, my sixtieth birthday, and it just so happens that I was over to at my favorite donut shop of Doughboys over in Raytown. Oh, cool. And the owners, we know the owners, and the wife of the owner, she she has this little thing that she has whenever the customers have a birthday. She does a little celebration, sings happy birthday over them, has this little chair. She, she, <laughs> she sits them down and, and um, tapes it or, you know, puts it, uh, videos it, and then puts it on their Facebook page. And so... I was there uh, for my birthday getting some donuts, and she asked me, she says, hey, what's your birthday wish? Well, not so much my birthday wish, but my birthday prayer was that revival would sweep across our nation. That's literally what I said, which is now posted on our Facebook page. Wow, yes. Little did I know that, you know, do I think that God was moving based upon my birthday wish slash prayer? No. I'm I'm not elevating my stature in, in any way, but I just think it's one of those things that God, our our Heavenly Father, He winks at us. He 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 touches us on the shoulder to encourage us that, hey, I got something going on here. Yeah. Uh and, and we're all we're all called to the privilege and the honor of partnering with him. Yes, yes. And so here was on February eighth, this this revival breaks out, unbeknownst to me, uh, there at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, and um, it went on for you know a couple of weeks, two or three weeks there, and it and it's now touched universities and campuses all across the nation, uh, both Christian and non-Christian. I mean, for instance, Texas A&M University, I saw some video footage of, of prayer gatherings and worship and praise and uh, people giving their life, young people giving their life to Jesus Christ, confessing their sins, asking Jesus Christ to come into their life as their Lord and Savior, giving testimony to, to all the glory going to Him, and then they're turning around and, and going out and finding their classmates, their, their friends, their, their roommates, and so on and bringing them to this place where there uh, seems to be some extraordinary outpouring of God's Spirit. Were you able to go to Asbury then? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine, Jerry, we, we made a three-day trip over there. And, wow, that's and so great. We were so that's privileged. So Not only did we go there and experience the the revival, this outpouring, but uh, was able to stay with a campus pastor um, and sort of get some behind-the-scenes uh, insights as to what was happening and, and so on, and, and to just to, to validate the, um, you know, the authenticity of a move of God in these young people. We, it, it started, again, on February 8th, my 60th birthday, it started there at Hughes Chapel, and uh, this was a, a building that was built in 1923, um, and uh, they've had, I think Asbury College, as it was founded, was started, I believe, in 1890, uh, and then the seminary was added in 1923, and I think that they've had, like, uh, they currently have 1,500, 1,600 students, and so the chapel building uh, will accommodate that, maybe maybe up to 2,000 people, and the way they had it configured is all the students could sit down on the bottom floor, the main sanctuary floor, and uh, participate in these worship services that started on uh, out of the chapel service on February 8th, and they went 24-7. 
And uh, so they uh, literally thousands of people from around the world have come in. In fact, the, crazy. You know, the day so after crazy. we left, I heard that a, a count of approximation of like 25,000 people were there. And this is Wilmore, Kentucky. It's 15 <laughs> miles south of Lexington, Kentucky. That's the nearest major city. It, it's a tiny little town, you know, three or 4,000. And to have 25,000 people descend upon this, basically this one street town, it'd be like New York City descending upon Mayberry RFD. And uh, God bless the people uh, of Wilmore, Kentucky, of their, their patience and their serving uh, people coming from afar to their little town. You go into the stores at that time, and you go to buy a bottle of water, and the shelves were just, you know, Empty. Pick, pick bear. And, um, so so if you could compare it with a town around here, just to give us a, a reference, to which which town would it be like? Weston, Liberty? I mean... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of like, kind of like that. Those two. Uh, make, maybe uh, Parkville. Harrisonville, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think of Parkville because there's there's uh, Park University okay. up there, and, and it's very similar in its size. But yeah, just small, though. Yeah, yeah small, small. Right. Wow. And they're having to entertain twenty five thousand people. Twenty five thousand people that wow. are coming from around the world to uh, to check something out, to experience something um, uh, that is extraordinary. And so, anyway, I, I just use that because that was an inspiration then for our GRR gathering on Saturdays of revival. Revival is sweeping across this this nation. I really do believe that, and. Um, we we want to see it in the marketplace, of course, and so there here we were inspired by that, and and uh, just felt sovereignly led to Ezekiel chapter thirty seven and praying for these dry bones. We sang that song uh, about these dry bones arise, and and that's what was really the focus and emphasis on our prayer time. So so what would you say to somebody that would say that the Asbury thing is just a it it's not of the Lord? That's just a big hoax, you know that. It's just it's a bunch of emotionalism. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know what? That's that's very legitimate. You don't have to search very far, Google or go into YouTube and and put in Asbury revival. You might find ten videos and, or posts that that talk about the legitimacy of it, and then you're going to find ten more that denounce it. And I, as I've gone out and I've testified uh, in Bible studies and business settings and church. Uh, groups that I've been able to to testify, give testimony about. Critics come forth and even face-to-face with me, denounce it. And, and all I can tell you is what I saw, what I was an eyewitness of. I saw young people who were confessing their sins, that were uh, receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, whether it was a rededication of their life or it was a, a new uh, born-again experience. It was both. And then they were giving all the glory to Jesus Christ. They were testifying of what happened, so they would go out to their, their friends and, and evangelization would, would occur as they would bring more, and the, they would then experience the same thing. Was there emotionalism? Well, my goodness. I mean, here we just had a Chiefs Super Bowl uh, win a month ago. How much emotionalism was going on in the households as people across Kansas City were celebrating this victory? Well, you know what? The victory that we have in Christ is uh, a thousand times more than the victory of our 
beloved Kansas City Chiefs. And so if we can get emotional about the winning of a football game, why not get emotional about the salvation, the eternal salvation of our souls? And seeing young people, I mean, goodness gracious, we are in such a—here's here's what I was so sad, Nathan— is the testimonies that you heard over and over and over from these young people that would get up there and uh, get the microphone and, and talk about whatever sin they were confessing or uh, the, the deliverance, so to speak, that they were experiencing. There were so many of them, these young people, talking about how they wake up every single day with suicidal thoughts. Oh and now, gosh. since this outpouring there in Asbury, uh, they have not had a single suicidal thought. So that's what I witnessed. Now, if you want to criticize that to say there's something that's wrong with that, well, <laughs> I think that everything I just described was in accordance with God's word, and God's word is exalted there. Amen. You know, there are there were exhortations. Uh, some would say, well, there was not expository preaching. There were there were little moments where the scriptures were read out loud and. Uh, there was a definite, definite giving of the gospel and yes. people responding to that yes. and altar calls to respond. So I don't know why people would criticize that, but they have. Yeah, I just thought about, you know, I forgot what the name of the movie is. It just came out. Um, Jesus about... Revolution? Yeah. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that, that received so much criticism while it was going on. Well, yeah. it's, we have a convergence of things going on. We've got the Je- Jesus Revolution, and of course the, uh, the star actor of that is Jonathan Romy, yeah. who is also the main character in the Chosen series that's been out there for a few years now, and, and that just continues to increase in, in fame as they just completed season three. And so this is not to exalt any writers, directors, actors, or, or uh, you know, production staff or anything. This is exalting the name of Jesus Christ. But again, the convergence. You got Jonathan Romy starring in this, uh, this movie, The Jesus Revolution, which, by the way, I read over the weekend that of the Oscars that were done last night, I have no idea who won or, or not, but um, of the, I think, the top four or top five best picture nominations that the Jesus Revolution movie has, at the box office, has outperformed all of those best picture nominees combined. Wow. Praise God for Praise that. Praise God. That... Uh, <laughs> People, whether it's God's, you know, uh, followers, uh, Christians, and so on, are that are going to the theaters and patronizing this business, as well as uh, people, you know, unbelievers. They're going and they're they are getting swept up. As so, we got a convergence of the Jesus Revolution film, the Chosen, the He Gets Us. We last month we talked about that and prayed for that. Those, the most one of the most watched ad campaigns in the, in the history of broadcasting there because it was televised during the the Super Bowl and a billion dollar ad campaign going out for the gospel so all of these things though seem to be really targeted at young people right Right. And I mean, the Jesus Revolution, That's a, that was about the Jesus movement, right? That was about the Jesus movement. That was movement. a bunch of, bunch of people with long hair walking around 
hey, I'll be your, I'll be your, your, uh, your, I'll disciple you in Christ. The I mean, like, unredeemable. And he, yeah, as you yeah. see in the Jesus Revolution movie, you see the Christians who were upset because these young people were coming into their church and they had long hair and didn't have uh, shoes and, and they were hippies and, and these people were getting upset and leaving the church. I had heard one story, I forgot who it was, but um, you know, he told me the story and he said that, uh, that, uh, that that they were getting upset because people were walking in the church and the, and the new carpet was getting dirty. Okay. Yes. Were you the one that told me that story? I didn't I, tell you that. Anyway, story, but... so the new carpet in the church was getting dirty, and so the pastor looked at him. He said, "Well, let's just take out the carpet." Yeah. If that's the problem, let's get rid of the carpet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we're here for the people, we're not the carpet. The <laughs> right. So you know, when you look at the circumstances, uh, think of back to this in the late '60s and early '70s. There's a lot of similarities to the times there. There was a very divided nation, and uh, the young people were uh, rebelling and revolting against things happening in society, uh, right or wrong, you know, as they were protesting the Vietnam War, for instance. And we have the same thing going on right now. We have, uh, there's a, a huge generation gap, and there's uh, the young people are crying about out about some injustices that exist in our society. Uh, but there's also, you know, some elements of darkness that are definitely, just like there were drugs and illicit sex that was uh, the, the um, you know, free sex generation. Uh, there are a lot of things similar to that that are they're unfolding right now. So it's wonderful to see something like the Asbury Revival and the outpouring that's touching campuses across the country. It just so happens that... Yeah, the, tell us that story. <laughs> okay. Well, in 1823, the uh, National Day of Collegiate Prayer was established, so 200 years ago, and it was established. It's an annual day of praying for colleges and universities across our country. And I think at the time it was started, I believe Yale College, now Yale University, was one of the main institutions that uh, helped to launch this. And the reason they did it was because there was one of the great revivals, the Second Great Awakening, which had just happened about a decade before this 1823 launching. And one of the, the signs of that uh, Second Great Awakening was a revival that was an outpouring on the college campuses across the country. Well, now it was nearly a decade later, and that outpouring was waning. And so schools like Yale College said, let's gather together and establish a an annual day of prayer for our campuses. And so they did back on uh, February 23rd, 1823. And some 200—now, 200 years later, 200 we're, years. We're, we're still doing this gathering once a year. There's a designated host campus that it— uh, they they plan this event out like two years in advance. I have no idea crazy. where it's going to be crazy. next year. I, I could probably go out on the website and find out, you know, it's going to be such and such campus or, you know, two years from now, three years from now or whatever. But get this, in 2023, in the 200-year anniversary of this day, it happened to be at Asbury University. So uh, 22323, 15 days after revival broke out at the chapel service, and now 
thousands of people are descending upon this college campus. It just so happens that for more than two years, they've been planning this particular day. They weren't planning this revival. I mean, that's one of the criticisms that I've heard out there say, oh, yes, this was a planned orchestrated event. No, it wasn't. It was 223 that was a planned event. Yeah, that- had nothing to do with February 8th, all of a sudden, spontaneous revival broke yeah, out among uh, a dozen or so uh, students who lingered after the chapel service in confessing their sins and praying and worshiping God, and that sparked a, a revival there on the campus that's now touching some 200 universities have sent delegations to this Asbury revival to experience it, to see it for themselves, to to. Uh, receive something that they feel they can carry back to their campuses and impart to their their fellow um, student prayer groups and so on. So this is the first time, I believe, I read this, this is the first time that in the history of this National Collegiate Day of Prayer, there were designated prayer teams for all 5,000-plus universities in this country uh, for the first time. Uh, on 2:23, and if you watch the the broadcast. Um, a week or so ago, you would have seen, you know, not only were they broadcasting live from Asbury, but then they had cameras set up at several colleges, again, secular, uh, Christian and non-Christian universities across the country. You saw a little, you know, like 10-second, 30-second spots from Texas A&M or, you know, Baylor University or whatever they happen to be, Ohio State, uh, showing a, a group of people praying. Therefore, so God did move was, there. You're saying this is the first time that all five thousand of them were represent, had a representation. Yes, at the campuses, at at, at the campuses, or, or in some regard, I don't know exactly how that played out. Yeah, but there was a a prayer group that had adopted every single uh, campus across wow, the country. Wow, that's crazy. Yes, awesome. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you know, I. Recently, as I've shared of my Asbury experience, and I've been uh, then going over 10 of the the greatest revivals since Pentecost, um, and I've entitled this little message I've give called Surf's Up, Surf's Up. You know, I'm not trying to be novel or humorous humorous or anything, but really, I think that's a a great metaphor for the fact that there's a tsunami wave that has hit and, and is sweeping across our nation. And so it surfs up. We shouldn't just stand there on the beach talking about the wave. We should grab our surfboard, so to speak, and get out there and surf this wave. What does that mean? That we we pour through the scriptures that uh, talk about revival, like Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and, and seek my face, then will I forgive their sins and heal their land, hear, hear their prayers. Those are the things that we need to be doing doing right now to grab our surfboard, so to speak. Grab our friends at church, grab brothers and sisters, put forth earnest effort in this hour especially to be praying in our businesses, in our schools, in our neighborhoods, in our churches, every place that people can gather together. Let us put our hope and our trust in God and cry out to Him in this hour. Awesome. Here's a quick update from Faith Horizons. I have recently added unique pages for each organization interviewed on the Faith Horizons podcast. These pages include all articles and posts for that specific organization and also include the opportunity to leave your testimony of experience with them. You can find these specific organization pages and 
the opportunity to leave testimonies on the front page. Please take the time to leave a testimony for whichever organizations have impacted you. It really helps tell the complete story of what God is doing in Kansas City. Thank you so much.